What is up, everyone? We are back with another episode of Shaping the Culture. Now, like, let's just get to it. The whole secular sacred divide. There is no distinction in, in the scriptures. Some of us have trust issues with God. And right, some right. of us, yeah, it's like, does God really got us? engage the culture with the gospel that first has not engaged you no. like you know how people are like oh that's just who i am no, no. <laughs> keep, 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 keep. drop the mic drop drop the mic drop the mic shaping the code what is up everyone we are back with another episode of shaping the culture hope all is well with you guys hey fam i've got i've got some exciting content coming your way um i've got a guest with us who is a dear friend of mine someone who loves the lord loves his word and loves his ways uh someone that is committed to the kingdom and the people of god and someone that's got some exciting things on the horizon um she's a writer teacher mother wife she does it all uh, we've got none other than Yodi with us. What's good, family? How you doing? What's up, Ebenezer? It's so good to to see you. Uh, it's yes. so good to be um, to be on here. I love your podcast. You're doing incredible work. So, so thank you for inviting me back on. Yeah, of course. You said something key. You said back on. Um, it's um, been a couple of years, and some life has happened. You know, life. Yeah, and so yes. for those who've been living under a rock or those who don't know you or don't follow you, uh, give us a little background on who you are and what God's been doing in your life these last couple of years. Yeah, so 2021 was when I was on your podcast. Um, and now in 2023, I have a whole almost 18-month-year-old, um, Samara Esther Smith. And she, yeah, I mean, life has changed. I'm a whole mother and life has changed. Have I said that? I've said that, right? Life once, or twice, it's, once or twice. Once or twice. It's been it's been a joy. It's been it's been um yeah, there's just so much like God has taught me through this. And um yeah, I mean that that's been majority of the season that I'm walking in right now. Um and yeah, just doing life. Um and talking about we'll we'll you know we'll talk about what we're about to talk about, but uh um getting ready to um launch call to the ones which is a ministry that i started 2021 uh, but then took a break and relaunching tomorrow um well i say tomorrow because it is tomorrow but when you hear this maybe it'll be the day before i don't know yeah, last <laughs> week or something yeah yeah um but yeah so I'm, I'm really excited with where god has me in this season uh, and i'm really excited about just the way in which you'll continue to use this message to encourage this generation to just know what it means to be used by God. Yeah, no, I love it. I remember when you first pitched the vision of call to the ones, my soul deeply resonated with that mm -hmm. concept. And it deeply resonated with me because of the day and age we live in. Um, I think that with Instagram and TikTok and YouTube, um, celebrity pastors and teachers and preachers and you know, Christian influencers, it's really easy to believe that in order to be used by God, I got to be in front of the masses. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I remember when you first launched in 2021, there was something sobering and grounding about that reality that God has truly called us to the ones. Yeah. And I'm 
so excited for this new iteration for you to yeah. bring it back up. I remember when you reached out to say that you were coming back. I was so yeah. excited because it's a message that our generation deeply, deeply needs to hear. And so yeah. I wanted to ask you, what was the inspiration behind Call to the Ones and how did yeah. the Lord lead you in this direction? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, said you said it's a message this gen generation needs to hear. I'm like, this is a message that my soul needs to hear every day. And honestly, th this whole thing, um, the testament, the testimony is like, it, it's from my own story. Um, I think I remember it was in November of 2020, um, 2020 that the Lord spoke this message to me. Like literally I was having a hard time with just where I was and questioning like, Am I being impactful? Am I being of use? Like just those thoughts that come, because I've done a lot of ministry stuff, you know, and yeah. so, and I remember I was praying and it was specifically while I was reading Second Corinthians chapter 10 yeah. um, verses uh, 13 to 18, and you can read it at your own time. But yeah. I was reading that and I just, and I remember I was crying. Like this was one of those like, oh, you know, that kind of like <laughs> on our knees. I, I, I'm not even lying yeah. and I'm not trying to be dramatic. I was, I was having a hard time. Yeah. And I just, well, it was one of those, like, like, I know it wasn't my voice, mm. um, but it was just like, yo, D, you are, you're not called to the one, you're not called to the masses, you're called to the ones. And it was like this sobering, and I remember writing it down in my journal. Mm. Um, and the Lord just kind of like gave me this like flashback of my whole journey. Yeah. And I'm just the kind of person that when, when God lays something on my heart that I really believe is from him, um, when I, when I put my heart to it, like, I want to do it big. Um, and maybe not in like in the beginning thinking like, if I don't do a big, it doesn't count, but it's just like, that's just how I am. Like, like, why not? Why not? Why wouldn't I want more people to be blessed by this or be encouraged by this? Yeah. And literally I, I can go down the line of just thing after thing that I've done where I've wanted to do it this way. And God has had to like reel me back in yeah. and show me like, I'm not looking for, he didn't use the word mass at that time, but I will never forget. It was a retreat that I put on for within ministry it was a ministry that I had for 10 years before the Lord asked me just to lay it down. Yeah. Um, and I remember back in 2013, I wanted to put on a, a retreat. Yeah. And I remember like, yeah, like a hundred women coming together. Like, I mean, it was, I, my mind was supposed to be big. Yeah. And that, that year I thought it was gonna be that year. I, I put all the work into it and the Lord didn't allow it to go. And I'm thinking like, okay, it just kind of halted. I'm just like, all right. Next year, I thought, okay, well, maybe you want me to partner with another ministry and do this big, you know? Yeah. So we we got to work in, we were praying, you know, we're here, we are just, we want to do it God's way. It's not like we we're like just out there just to, for the sake of numbers. We really wanted to impact a lot of women. Yeah. And we did all this work and then the Lord halted. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right. And then the following year, I got asked to come speak at a retreat in Texas. Mm -hmm. And it was just 20 women. And I rem I will never forget, we were in a circle, we were praying. Mm -hmm. And right then and there, the Lord just kind of said, deep, not wide. Mm -hmm. And and I remember just the, the number 13 came to heart. And, mm -hmm. and it was almost like that was the number of women that I was called to invite for the retreat, whoever can. But we, we were supposed to go deep, not wide. And I, I and again, the Lord, in that moment, I started get, getting to work. I mean, a, a lot of work had already been done. But with that mindset and just doors opened, the, I mean, it just happened. And I just, you know, so he brought back that, remember, you know, he brought um, into remembrance that story. Um, but I have countless others of where God just reeling my heart in 
of like, you're called to the ones, not the masses, right? Yeah. Back then, but he said those words um, that in 2020. And so I remember asking a sister of mine, cause she made t-shirts. I said, can you make that for me on a t-shirt? I need to wear it, you know? And then I remember just the thought of like, well, I wonder if, especially in this generation, I wonder if like other people would be interested in wearing this kind of message and hearing this kind of message, you know? Yeah. And so that was like where the idea came to, to be able to share this, the, these products. Um, yeah. But it's bigger than a product. You know, it, it's, it's really, it's not even about the, the sweatshirts and the shirts. Yeah. I just really believe it's a message, like you said, in this generation where we are so, we've become so wired to yeah. think that our significance and our, yeah. and our use, especially in the kingdom as believers, yeah. Yeah. like is tied to how many people listen to us, you know, how many people are hearing us, how many people are liking what we're putting out there. Yeah. And I know it, it, it can mentally affect us. It's mentally affected me. And even after starting this ministry or this project, like I'm not, I haven't like mastered it. I still struggle and I have to remember like, my significance or my worth to God has nothing to do with like how many people are listening to me, right. especially if it's at the neglect of how I'm mm. with the people that are closest to me with my local body, you know, with my daughter, with my husband, like those things matter way more than me having a platform where I'm sharing the message or, you know, making a video and a lot of people are liking, liking it. And so yeah, yeah. that's kind of the origins of the story of like how this started. Yeah. No, that's so powerful. And I'm glad that you shared that because, you know, I think one thing that I wasn't really anticipating or something I was expecting was how we can let worldly influences infiltrate the things that we do for the Lord. Yeah. It's kind of crazy how we want to do things for the Lord, but secretly we're doing it for ourselves, trying mm. to validate some insecurity or we're trying to validate um something that's within us and when mm -hmm. really god just like hey, it's not really about you it's a it's about me and um yeah i, yeah. I just i'm encouraged by that story because it's so easy to do things for us in the name of god and really lose track of it yeah Be yeah be before we started recording you were talking about how you're just in the season where one of the ones for you is your daughter yeah. and i wanted to ask you like what what has that been like for you to be a mother but then I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're saying no to opportunities. I'm, I'm sure you're having to cut back on some things in order to be a present mother yeah. and to be faithful to the, 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 the child that God has entrusted you with. And so yeah. what has that been like to, to, to follow Jesus, to trust him and to treasure the one he's put in front of you? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm laughing because I remember, um, so before Samara, I was doing Bible study at church. Yeah. Um, and I remember the, the lead, the ministry leader saying like, you know, when do you feel like you'll be able to come back? And I was like, Oh, give me three months. Like for sure. I'll be right back. You know? So I had her in May. I'm like, yeah, by September, when we start in the fall, I'll, I'll be there, you know, <laughs> like I'll be good. And even with work, give me three months. Like, I mean, like I, I'll, I'll be back, you know, yeah. three months rolled around. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I knew I couldn't. I wasn't capable, like I was still so much learning. And I have the, you know, I thank God that I have the privilege to be able to say like, I'm not ready to go back to work, nor am I ready to like do another thing, you know? Even though in my heart, I was like, oh, like I wanna be used by God in this way. Like I love doing this, but like even me saying I can't was such a, 
humbling experience because in my mind, I had set in my mind that I, you know, I could still have this huge learning curve and still do this. And, you know, thinking that like, it was a hard time because I really wanted to, Um, but I couldn't like mentally, I wasn't ready. I was still understanding like the, the rhythms, like I hadn't, I hadn't been set in the rhythms of, of life. And, you know, at that time. Um, and so, you know, here I was being confronted with the very message <laughs> that I'm over here, like preaching, you know, where God's like, this is your once, you know, like, this is who I've called you to in this season. And you need to be faithful in that, you know? So I remember having those times where I'm like, I want to be doing this and I want to be doing that. Like, and even with call to the ones, I took a break, you know, and I'm just like, but I, but I, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking like, I, I can still kind of do it, you know, but it's God's just like, no, like you're still learning this. And, and God was teaching me even like, you know, sometimes you think like, all right, I've got it. Right. And then God puts you in another situation where you're, oh man, like I still have these things in me, um, where I need to surrender to the Lord. And so it was such a, um, it was a humbling experience. I mean, I, I love, I love motherhood. I, I love um, just the ways in which God shows you himself in this journey. I've learned so much. I've, I really have. And then I have a heart for new moms and or mothers to be, you know, because I know for me, the journey where I'm like, y'all ain't telling me about this part. No one told me about this part. So yeah. like, I have a heart to be able to share that. But so the, the, the newness of things that came because of, of this season, yeah. but the biggest thing was just trusting God with, all these other things that he's put on my heart to do, but being faithful to where he has me in this season. And and even with just this first year and a half of motherhood, there has been multiple seasons I've walked through, Um, but just trusting like all of them matter very much. um, And how do I remain present uh, and not be looking for like, okay, God, you know, what do you want me to do next? It's like, no, no, no. And, you know, and I've seen the beauty of it. Like I've seen the beauty of just presence and the yes. beauty of really forming this beautiful bond with her. And I don't know what the next season holds, but like, I truly am treasuring being faithful mm-hmm. to this um, and which I will forever be right. I, I forever have to be faithful no matter what else comes my way. Like she will, she and my husband and my family, my local, like they will always be like the ones I'm, I'm called to, right. No matter what else happens. And yeah. so, yeah, it's been a lot of, it's been a lot to learn. Um, yeah. but I had been confronted yeah. with this desire of one, cause there are very, mon- I say mundane, right. There are no mundane things in the eyes of God in the sense of like the significance they are because you're doing it for it's for his glory. Right. So there are times where honest to God, I'm not lying. I'm picking up toys and I'm saying for the glory of God, yes. for the glory of God. I, I'm not even lying. Cause I'm just like, this is for the glory of God or I'm changing diaper for the glory of God, you know, because if you don't forget, if you don't remember, and I often forget, um, sometimes even just saying it can help, you know, because there are really like hard, hard days. Like I'm not even going to lie to you. Like these past couple of days have been hard for other reasons, but like, if I'm not feeling well, I, I can't just take a break. Like, all right, Samara, you're going to feed yourself. <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah. And so it's like literally like moment by moment, God, give me grace. God, give me strength. God, help me fix my eyes. Cause right now, like my perspective is like really off, you know? And so, um, just agreeing with God, with the grace and strength that he gives us each day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you said a lot of things that I want to unpack. That was yeah. profound. Um, you know, I heard a man of God once say that 
we ought to love our neighbor the way we wish to love the world. Um, I think mm-hmm. sometimes when we think about what it looks like to be impactful, we think of the masses. Yeah. But but really, like, you know, you're doing the Lord's work when you're picking up the diaper and throwing it away, when you're picking up a toy and putting it back in the toy box. And I love how you said, Lord, for your glory, Lord, for your glory. And I have discovered over the years that it is far more easier to preach on a platform in front of the masses than to get in community with the one or two and disciple, walk with, invite them into your home to be hospitable, to to pick up the phone call at 2 a.m., to, you know, fill up somebody's gas tank. Like, I think a lot of the times we pick platforms over people because it's convenient but there's something that is that happens when we actually commit ourselves to the ones that helps in our sanctification helps in our development and makes us more like jesus can you speak to how serving the ones is actually good for the soul you said i mean you said that perfectly so in matthews i I forget what chapter I read my Bible, y'all, yeah. but I forgot what chapter. But when he says, you know, when the when the people come say, Lord, do we not do this in your name? Do yes. we not do this in your name? Right. I think if that if, if that part was written in this time it would be like, Lord, did I did I not write books in your name? Did I not hold host conferences in your name? Did I not, you know, speak to the masses in your name? Yes. And the thing is, and, and Jesus says, get away. I've never knew you because those things take no love. they don't they don't you don't need love like actual what jesus calls love to do that right like so when you talk about like you know what the special you got on special i got on hey guys drop in (laughs) but really the essence of 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 call to the ones is is what you have on people over platforms proximity over breath right because like i can do all these things write a book host a conference speak to the masses do all travel around the world but there's no proximity. No one knows me. It takes nothing, no sacrifice to really love people in that way. And so, yeah, get away. I never knew you because that takes nothing. It takes, you can have gifts. You can have the gift to do it. You can have the skills to put on these conferences, but it takes no true love that Jesus calls love. And so the ones, like you said, it's, it's, it's good for the soul because it it does sanctify us. Like, proximity to people yes causes us to be seen yes um, the way that we want to be seen right like the, the desire to be seen the desire to be known and loved those are all god-given things yes. sin taints it and it and it warps it in a way that causes us to find them in things that were never meant to yes um, but when we are in proximity to people and when we're doing when we're doing the one another's like we're called to yes it's actually because Others are also exhibiting God's love to us. We are experiencing God's love in those moments. So we are being seen. We are being loved. Uh, We are being sanctified. We are being whatever we need to grow and to actually produce the kind of fruit that Christ calls us to. Not just, you know, because the other side is like, if we're finding it in things that don't, that are not meant to, like, then the other side is it is going to we're going to go in this vicious cycle of not feel not truly feeling it the way that we're supposed to because they yes. can't it's like broken cisterns it's like you're yes. trying to fill it what i was it at jeremiah that says broken cisterns yes. like it, it's seeping it's seeping and you're here you are thinking like god i'm being used by you but like why isn't it really 
holding water, yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So that proximity over breath, like, and we talked about this last time of like the, dis- the there's a disillusion with the masses because like you're you're saying these things and they may be wisdom and truth, but like yeah. you don't know these people, right. like you know you don't know who is the one that's really being impacted in the way that's like their you know their life has really changed, you know. Yes, yes. Um, but and again, like this is not that, that's why it says like some of us are called, like some of us are called to. God has entrusted us with the gift to be able to, to reach a lot of people, you know, and that's a beautiful thing. Um, but it will never, ever, ever be at the neglect of how we do the one another's with the people that are, the people that are in our like proximate circle of like family, neighbors, church, but also even how we treat the stranger on the path. Like, you know what I mean? Like that matters too. And so, yeah. Yeah. That's good. I, I love that. I think that's something that we need to note is that the masses is a call, right? Serving the masses is a call because yeah. it comes with its own unique challenges and problems, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. as I am thinking through what God has for us, I think about the parable of the talents, right? In Matthew mm-hmm. 25. And for one, he gave five. The other, he gave two. The other, he gave mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. You know, we look at that and say, poor guy who got the one gift. He didn't mm. get the five. He didn't get the two. He must, he must not be relevant. He must not be yeah. valuable. He must not. But what I love though is the the scriptures continues to say Jesus says in that parable, he gave the gifts each according to their ability, mm-hmm. according to their ability. Yeah. And so God entrusts us with what we can steward, right? And Absolutely. I think sometimes instead of like complaining that we don't have more people that we're serving, we should mm-hmm. take inventory of who God has entrusted us with exactly. and serve them faithfully. Um, and, and I think that because we think, I, I, don't, I don't think we understand that service has very little to do with us, right? Exactly. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I was this today I was like reading John chapter 13 and it's Jesus washing feet. And the reason why that was so offensive and Peter was like, no, don't do this is because in Jewish culture, even the Jewish slaves didn't wash feet. Right. It was Gentile slaves, not even Gentiles, but the Gentile slaves that would wash feet. It was demeaning. Yeah. But Jesus looked at service not as a way to uplift himself or bring value to his. I mean, he's God. The Philippians 2 says he did not. You know, he knew that he was God, but he did not. Uh, uh, he equal with God. Yeah. yeah, something to be right. And and I think sometimes we, we need to get back to this understanding that service and ministry has very little to do with our worth and our, our worth and values already determined in who God says we yeah. are. Right? right. Before yeah. Jesus ever did anything, you know, when he got baptized, God, the father said, this is my son. I'm lo- who I love and I'm well pleased with. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. identity, there's pleasure, there's all of affirmation. And so um, I wanted, I mean, there's so much we could talk about, but kind of like in that same vein, I know you got a few things going on, not just call to the ones, but it has this kind of like its own arms. One of them being uh, evidence of obedience, this, this ability that you're, you're creating a platform to showcase people's stories, to encourage mm-hmm. us, to spur us on, yeah. With love and good deeds. Can you speak to why it's important to highlight people who are washing feet and what that does for us? 
Yeah. So, yeah. So evidence of obedience, um, again, just under the umbrella of call to the ones to just encourage us to, you know, recognize that like our, our obedience is this moment by moment thing. Um, and so I'm sure all of us, if we were to think about a time when, you know, maybe God dropped someone on your heart and you prayed for them, you know, yes. or you reached out to them and then they responded with, I needed this. Yes. Like, you don't understand. Um, it, it gives us a sense of like, wow, like these, these little moments are, you deem them little, um, but they're huge in the yes. kingdom of God. Like, I don't, I don't have to have a platform. Like my idea of like being used by the kingdom is not these like events or like things I do. It's, it's really a way of life. So it's how am I in tune with the spirit, right? Am I like heeding to the things of the, of God when he, you know, how many, countless times when like, just even ask a friend, how can I pray for you? Just even that question. Cause that means like we're constantly walking by the spirit. We're, we're saying, how could I be of service um, to them? Um, but I have to be listening to God, yes, right? Yes, in order yes. to, to do that. And so um, it, it, that evidence of obedience story collection is just another way of understanding that, you know, being of service to, to, to others and by God um, has nothing to do with these grand things that we deem to be grand. You know, it's these moment by moment, because um, we've been impacted. I mean, you think about yes. the other side is like, how has someone else's obedience impacted your life? I think about the obedience of someone to share the gospel with me, right? Or to, um, or like, I, I think, you know, my first story or like the main story that comes up is just even this past January, I was walking through a hard time and I got a text from a friend. We don't even talk much. <laughs> we really don't talk like often. Yeah. We just have this special bond. But she said the Lord put her put me on her heart and she was praying for me. And then she sends me this text. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you, that truly changed the trajectory of my year wow. um, because it was it was so specific yes. to like what I have literally been just praying to God about, you know, and I think about that. And that's like those kind of things I marvel at because that means God thought so much of me yes. that he would put me on someone else's heart to pray for me, you know, and she would ob be obedient to that and pray for me, even if she never reached out to me. But she did because she felt, you know, there are times where I feel like God puts someone on my heart. I just pray. Yes. Um, and then the moment where it's like, do I reach out? Just say I'm thinking of them. I don't, I may not say like, oh, I've been praying that about this specifically, yes. but I've seen, yes. like, I, I marvel at that. I think I marvel at that way more than I marvel at someone being able to like get up and speak to them, to, to a huge crowd or yes. to, you know, to get up day. And again, that takes sacrifice. I'm not just, I don't want to like demean. No, no, I don't, no. I, I don't even want to demean like, um, what it means for someone to have that kind of stewardship because like the sacrifice, yes. the amount of teaching, the amount yes. of listening, the amount of um, learning that has to go in. Like, so I'm talking about like pastors, you, you do this day in and day out. Right. Yeah. And as a pastor, as a, as a shepherd, you also know the day in and day out. It's not just that one time on Sunday where you get up to share, you realize like you are proximate to the people that you're shepherding. Yeah. People know you, um, you are paying attention to their needs, right? It's not just like, Hey, don't talk to me. I'm the pastor. I come in on Sunday. I talk to you and you know nothing about me. I know I don't, you know, like it's not that. So I'm not demeaning the, the, the weight of someone being called to that kind of ministry. I'm just saying that like, even if you are called to that kind of ministry, the heart, the disposition of our heart should always be, yes. I'm a servant. Like you said, I'm a servant, not just 
a spokesperson, I'm a servant, which means if it means that I have to um, pick up chairs today, <laughs> you know, that, you know, that kind of mentality, I think right now, and I think our cult, Christian culture, westernized Christian culture yes. um, does emphasize, you know, like even this message that we constantly are hearing that we are called to greatness, we're called to do great things for God. And if you're not telling people what you really mean by that, or if what you really mean by that is that greatness is to be used mightily. I mean, we have all these, these sayings that we, yeah. you know, and I feel like we're listening and we're saying, God, like, use me. Yeah. I'm called to be great. And so here I am stepping on every opportunity to, to, to serve, to yeah. be great in the kingdom, because I'm like thinking that greatness is because you're going to call me to this promotion to really make a difference. You're going to call me to this other side of the world to really make a difference. And here I am completely neglecting. Yeah. Hey, they've been asking for someone to serve in the children's ministry. No one's answering that call because yeah. I don't see that as greatness. I yeah. see that as that's someone else's job. That's yeah. not my, I'm called to greatness. You yeah. know what I mean? And so, yeah. you know, I, I, I honestly, I did come from that mentality for a long time. I'm called to greatness. Like I would always have, you know, people speak that over me. And so here I am, I had this inflated view of what greatness was. And here I'm thinking like, God, like I'm called to greatness. Like where, when is that opportunity coming and completely missing, you know, the point of what it means to be a servant of what it means to be used, what it means to, yeah. to love the ones that I'm called to, to understand that the, the beauty and of servicehood to the local body. Yeah. Cause I thought, I'm, you know, I, I was called to greatness. I'm, I'm, I've been told that I've been called to speak to a lot of people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, so Holy Spirit was like, all right, I guess I have to tell her, yeah. yo D <laughs> you're called to the ones, yeah. not the masses, you know? And so, um, I love yeah. that. You know, as you're talking, I'm reminded of Jesus giving his disciples a lesson on what it means to be great. And, you know, what I love about Jesus's definition of great, I mean, first of all, he affirms that being great is good and he's put that within all of us, right? So yeah, yeah. when we hear what it means to be like, you know, when we uh, feel or desire greatness, Jesus doesn't say, no, 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 don't be great. He affirms that. But then what he does is he like, flips the script and redefines greatness. <laughs> and he says, like, the if you want to be great, you must be a servant of all, not to be first, but to be last, you know, yeah. the the least of these of, of, uh, of one another. Right. And so I think that greatness is affirmed and celebrated in the kingdom. But the way we're great in the kingdom of God is by laying our life down and serving our neighbor. Yeah. Right. And serving our neighbor. Yeah. And I, I just wanted to ask you one one quick question about that. I think that when we think about ministry, when we think about being used profoundly by God, you know, we limit it to two things, really. It's just like uh, a content creator, pre preacher, pastor, or worship leader, right? It's like, this is what it looks like to be yeah. used by God. I remember growing up in the church, you know, I, I come from very humble beginnings, as you know, grew up in the Ethiopian church, and the space that the youth would meet in, I mean, our church, we struggled with flooding, like, all the time mm -hmm. and so we for the longest we would have to take the chairs out of the room we would have to mop sweep and then yeah. put all the instruments and the equipment out and then we set up the chairs mm -hmm. and then we would have service and i remember week in and week out always having this heart of frustration 
complaining, grumbling. I was one of the Israelites in the desert <laughs> complaining to Moses, right? And, you know, my pastor used to say something that, I mean, tell us, I mean, this happened like 15 years ago now, more than 15 years ago, but like it still rings true in my heart. He would say, um, this is worship. This is worship. Mm, and he mm. says, we're worshiping before we're worshiping. You know mm, what I mean? Wow. And, you know, I didn't think worshiping was sweeping and mopping and setting up chairs. I thought it was just singing songs, right? Or mm. listen to, listening to a profound message. And I think so often we overlook the simplicity of worship. Yeah. In fact, you know, the the first time we see the word worship in Genesis is when Abraham goes to sacrifices on That's Isaac. It's, it's not in the context of song. It's in the context right. of a life. And then in Romans, Paul says the same thing. This is your Romans 12. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, to, yeah. To, to offer your life as a living sacrifice. Right. Yeah. And so I wanted to ask you with the short time we have left. Uh, what does it look like to redefine worship, redefine greatness, redefine service, and actually live a life that is pleasing to God and 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 it helps flourish our souls, yeah. flourish our life? Yeah. Now that, I mean, that's a, some really great points you made. Um, and, you know, if we're going to serve Jesus, um, he has to be our example right he has yes. to be our example and so we got to give back the definition to jesus right uh, like we've taken it and redefined it by our own culture by our own you know our own desire for glory um so we got to give it back to him and yeah. and you know commit to the ways that he's defined what service is what what worship is right and i love that example that you gave and what your pastor said because again i think the church at large has, you know, the way that they speak about these things is mixed with their own desire for, for what being useful in the kingdom is. And, and Jesus has shown us, he's shown us in his own ministry that he was not chasing the masses, yeah. right? Like they came to him, um, but he was running, he was, he was going the other way. But even when they did, like, you know, only few came to him yeah. when they really listened to what he was saying. But even the way that he sought to reach the ones, right, like when he went out of his way um, to get to the women at the well or just um, he, he stopped and paid attention to to the person. Right. And so that was that's kind of um, with the whole like for call to the ones uh, with the, the devotional. There's a five day devotional. And yeah. really, it's a five. It's see the ones, hear the ones, know the ones, love the ones, serve the ones. And each day kind of breaks down what that looks like and, and, you know, scripture to back it up and even just a prayer of how we can reorient our hearts to, um, yeah, to, to, to pay attention. Yeah. Uh, right. Cause there's so many things vying for our attention, uh, whether it's because we don't see people, yeah. we're constantly looking down on our phones, on our screens. We're not really out there seeing people we don't really take the time to know people yeah. or we think we know people because we have this false access to people through social mm -hmm. media you know and so i think just getting back to the heart of jesus right getting back to the basics there's no like there's nothing profound that i'm gonna say that like that didn't come from like jesus right is because if i'm saying it's because like this is what jesus shows us in his word yeah. and he really flips everything like you said he flips it around like yeah. he affirms things because what we feel yes. the things that we desire and want are god-given yes. right when i think about we want to feel significant we want to be to be used we want to feel purposeful 
Those are all good things. But we also can't deceive ourselves to think that like the way that we define all those things is correct because we've been tainted by sin, right? And so there's a way in which he restores that when we when we submit our lives to Jesus, he, he restores all those things and shows us like yes. what it really means, you know, to be fulfilled. And because, because at the end of the day, you'll hear all these people who have great success, yes. who are reaching thousands of people, who are living this great luxurious life, still hmm. reveal that they're not fulfilled. Yeah. But, or they feel so fulfilled when they're out serving someone like, yeah. you know, and so it's like, good. you know what I mean? Like, yes. um, and so I, you know, the whole message is just really, um, can we like, let's be present, faithful and obedient yes. to where God has, God has us. If the Lord, if, if he has, if the measure of grace he's giving you is to steward more things, glory to God. Yes. And even at that, we have to pray, right? Yeah. God guard my heart from yeah. being attached to this, guard my heart from finding my significance and worth in this. You know, I, I think about the audacity of Satan to tempt Jesus when he says, I will give you all of this, right? Yeah. This is Jesus, the one who has all glory. And he, here he is tempting him with the glory of this earth, yes. thinking that Jesus is going to bow down to that. Yeah. The audacity. Jesus knew his, like, Jesus knew, like, what glory he had but also like what glory like you know and yeah, so he can do that to jesus because jesus is not going to sin yeah. he does that to us and we we forget yeah so we're really really we're willing to trade the glory that is to come yeah. with the glory of this earth wow. and so we're, we're willing to to do that he, he does that every day right like having times like i will give you this or i will you know I will, you know, make you great um, as you, you know, even perhaps compromise here or whatever, like, but because he knows yeah. we're capable of saying, oh yeah, that sounds, that sounds good. That sounds good. Even as believers, you know, we could be tempted to trade in the glory that's to come for the glory here on earth. Yeah. And so it takes truly a heart of like submission and humility mm -hmm. to say, Lord, I desire to be used. I mean, who doesn't want to be used for the glory of God? Yeah. Um, but show me like, you're not pleased with me because I, I'm stewarding more. Yeah. You're pleased with me because I'm just being faithful with what you've given me yes. to steward. Yeah. And we're all called to steward people. Like we're not called to just steward a platform or an event or a business. We're called to steward people as well, you know? And so, um, I think we need to truly understand the, the real, significance of that um yeah that's good yeah i mean bringing it back to the parable of the talents you know when he says well done good and faithful servant to the one who multiplied the five and the two he says you know you have been proven to be trustworthy with a few i'll put you in charge of many things and so the reward of faithfulness was more work <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. and i think we forget that sometimes yeah. that you know the thing that god is calling us into it, it will cost us. It will cost yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the, the thing is, though, like, we see that, again, because it's hyped, right? Because we're, we're so focused on the, the more that God will steward us with. Like, it's almost like we steward, if our motive is to steward little so we can steward much, yeah. like, our motives are not right, right? Like, yeah. I'm stewarding little um, 
but I'm not guaranteed that he's going to give me much or or what I think is much. And I really believe that like, you know, I'm I'm stewarding what he's given me because that, that pleases God. Um, And that's more than able to fulfill me in the sense of like, because it's given me purpose, like it's given me this purpose, right. Mm -hmm. As well. Um, But we really like think that like the stewarding much is like, like, this this grander life or this grander thing and to your point about like the stewarding much is not always like what you think is this grand thing like it you know what i mean like it could yeah. be and i'm not i don't want to be way off but it could be like sometimes if, if if we're being a faithful steward in certain things perhaps being a steward of much is also having us to walk through suffering or trials you know and and stewarding that in a way that pleases god with whatever he so i think again like the way things are the preached or the messages that we hear is not conducive to us really understanding how to be faithful or how to be faithful not because if i'm faithful here god is definitely going to bless me with other things it's like i'm being faithful because i'm being faithful (laughs) you know what i mean i love that you when you were answering you uh referenced the devotional and uh, yeah. before we, I know you, you know, you're called to Samara, you know, and I want to, I want to make <laughs> sure that she gets her mom back. Uh, but before we get, give you back to your daughter, um, can you plug yourself for a second? Where can they get this devotional? Uh, Call to the ones is not just a philosophy, a theology, a mindset, a conviction. It's also a brand, right? Yeah. And so uh, where can people buy, purchase, all of that, where can they find the devotional? How can they get more info on all of this and find you? Yeah, so we are launching, um, call, so the, the website is calledtotheones.com. Yeah. Um, and so there you'll be able to see the stories of, um, you, you know, understand better the mission and all that, but also the, the evidence of obedience stories. And so if you feel led to share a story, uh, you can go on the website and you'll see a submission form to share. It's really hard having people share stories. I'm like, I got to pull teeth. I'm like, come yeah. on, y'all. I know y'all got stories. Yeah. Um, and then the, the, the website, I mean, the website also has where you can purchase. Um, so there's new, new sayings on the sweatshirt. And it's really an apparel with the message. And so it's, the idea is that people will say, what does this mean? And you can, you know, you, it's an open door. Yeah. Um, it's really also an open door for the gospel, right? Because really, Absolutely. all of this is so that like we are, we are doing what Jesus calls us to, right? And so yeah. He is the main, the main person um, who is inspiring all of this. Um, and then a devotional. So uh, it's a five-day devotional that you can yeah. actually find on U Version Bible Plan. Let's so go. if you just if you just type in "called to the ones." you'll find the plan. Um, and then also it's on the website. So on the website, you can scroll down and it'll link you straight to, to the, the Bible plan. So I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity to have it accepted on the, on the platform. Um, obviously it gives opportunity for more people to, to see it. Um, and again, it's not about even having more people see it, but I do believe that it's just another opportunity for more people to understand this message, um, and to be able to be inspired and encouraged by it. So, yeah, I love it. It sounds like you're called to the masses. No, I'm no, no. <laughs> listen. I mean, at some point, you know, with with social media, like you may really have the masses yeah. listening to you. Yeah. 
but it's very important that we first and foremost have the ear of the one yeah right yeah. the one that's god's ear um but yeah again like it, it, i i just know um that i want to be faithful where he right. has me um and with the people that he's called me to and yeah. all of us no matter how many people follow us no matter how many people hear us speak all of us are called to the people uh, in close proximity to us. Absolutely. No, I love that. I, I love the message. I love the brand. I love the conviction. I'm all for it. I'll be rocking this all winter long here in the cold state of Minnesota. <laughs> and I urge all of y'all to copy one as well. Uh, thank you, Yodi, so much for lending us your time and your wisdom. Share with us what God has been doing in your heart. I always leave these conversations with you better uh, more inspired and more hungry for the things of God. And so thank you for your yes. And thank you for making sure that you're paying attention to the one as well. Um, we're all better for it. And so thank you. Thank you so much, Ebenezer. Appreciate yes. it. All right, family. I hope this blessed you, encouraged you, ministered to you uh, like it did me. Until next time, family, peace and grace. <laughs>